Hello, ladies and gentlemen of podcast land. Welcome to episode 14 of the official Harmonics Community Podcast. This week, it's all about two things, PAX East and Rock Band Network. First up on the podcast, we've got some amazing shout-outs recorded by Harmonic Sean. After shout-outs, Kat, Steph, and I sit down and we do a Giggle Bitches Roundtable recap of our favorite parts of PAX East. I caught up with a bunch of the Rock Band Network Creators Club members at PAX East and we talked about our favorite parts of playtesting and peer-reviewing tracks. After that, we've got one of my favorite interviews that I've done yet. It's a sneak peek at my conversation with Old Drake from the band Evile. There's some really cool insider info in that segment. We'll also be bringing the full unedited interview to the rockband.com scene. I was running around the office one day with a recorder and I cornered Adam Cardoza from DNA's Evolution and I asked him to give us some of his insight about what being an RBN has meant for his band. Finally, we round everything out with a fantastic DLC roundtable. Thanks to your feedback in person at PAX, we've made it a little bit longer this week, so enjoy the chatter. And I'm happy to shout out them for you. Uh, first of all, we have Derek. He was the top donor for our Child's Play charity raffle. Uh, he got to jump the line several times and was absolutely rocking as a vocalist. We had such a great time meeting Derek, and we're really grateful that he shared with us his personal story and reasons for supporting Child's Play. He truly rocks. Yay! <laughs> Secondly, we have Andrew, who won the Ultimate Swag Pack. Andrew was in town at PAX celebrating his birthday and won all of our cool... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Here's what he had to say about winning and about winning. We asked Andrew some questions, mainly who he'd like to give a shout out to on the podcast and why he likes supporting Child's Play. Uh, Child's Play is awesome. It helps children in need get games of any kind that they might not have access to otherwise. So even if you're a non-gamer or a hardcore elite game master, you can see the need and the ultimate meaning in this truly wonderful thing that Gabe and Tycho brought into the world. He also said, Well, you could just say hi to my brother Ben. He is another huge fan of your games. (laughs) However, I'd actually like to turn it around and say hi, and thanks to all you guys at Harmonix, mostly because you have all helped make such an impact on the gaming scene, creating a platform that fosters social gaming, and having a great time and making it look and feel so great is no easy task, and yet you guys pull it out flawlessly. It's no easy task, so I think you all deserve some sort of high five or fist bump or ritualistic secret handshake, or whatever you prefer. All in all... Chest bump. Chest bump. All in all, great job, and keep up the good work. That was Andrew. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Let's give a high five now. High five. Can you hear that? <laughs> We are back for another segment of our podcast in which we will discuss the fun times we had at PAX East. Yay! Yeah, I think think our first PAX East went really well. I had a lot of fun. Um, I wish I could have 
Steph, you were mentioning this too. I wish I could have actually gotten out of our lounge at some point and walked the floor. Yeah. So I was kind of bummed. But one thing I did really like is people were really great about coming to us. We saw lots of our friends from the forums. We community managers or moderators from other companies were kind enough to take time out of their day and stop by our booth and say hi. So that was pretty cool. Very true. Yeah. Lots of fun people. Fans and, you know, other studio people alike. That was that was lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Strudels, how did you feel about PAX East? I felt um, neutral to warm about it. I'm joking. I'm oh, 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 yeah, good. Um, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed PAX East. Uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was cool to meet some folks uh, who keep up with us on the Twitter and the internet, and uh, we got to meet Rock Band-Aid, Tommy in person, which was yep. awesome. Yeah. I like him and his face, so that was cool. <laughs> my, my favorite part about PAX East, though, wasn't actually at PAX East. My favorite thing all weekend uh, was our Maker's Mark cocktails. Oh, that was that And was our Narragansett at our showcase. That was delicious. I think we all partook in those quite quite liberally at the Harmonic mm-hmm. Showcase, as did many of you other PAX East goers. I know. The Rigopolopters, which I was really jonesing for, were totally gone by ten o'clock when I made it when I made it back to the venue. No, that just means that it was a good mm-hmm. night and they were well received and well uh, well consumed. I I know. I heard all sorts of forum stories about people getting into trouble after partaking in those. Excellent. Um, you folks who showed up at the showcase, you helped us raise uh, 2500 bucks from the showcase alone for Child's Ooh. Play. So thank you for that. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah pretty Hopefully you enjoyed the, uh, the band's performances. Another thing we were doing to raise money was uh, the raffle that Allie Thrasher had going on at the booth. Yeah, that was really fun. We raised... $2,265 wow. just from people buying dollar raffle tickets. Those are $1 raffle tickets. That's yep. 2000, over 2,000 tickets that were sold. That's almost five grand to Child's Play. Yay! We did it! We did it! We really awesome. did it! Yay! That was really cool. Actually, the, the, fun, the one thing I liked about doing the raffle in the booth is it gives you a really fun opportunity to chat with people, even though you're like yelling and it's loud. It like gives you an excuse to, to talk to people, and some people were really awesome about telling us like why they like to support Child's Play or telling us about why they like hanging out at rock band events. Um, my only thing is, I still am always a little bit flummoxed by people who will who will send us a note on the forums or like send us a PM or DM us on Twitter and be like, "Oh, I just saw you." Like, I, dude, introduce yourself, you know. Yeah, people are shy. That's okay. But we're nice. We're we're regular folk just like you. Like It's not even true. Are. We are not nice. I mean, I can't speak were you guys, for, I would be terrified of us. I can only speak for me and Allie. The, the two of us are nice. I am not. <laughs> my teeth gnash like nobody's business. Gar. Um, so one of my favorite parts about Paxis was the day when the three of us went to get hot dogs for lunch. <laughs> that hot was cool. Dogging. Yeah, and then we were waiting in line for like 40 minutes, and then the people in front of us, we finally got to the front of the line, and the dudes come out from behind the counter, and they're like, we are all out of hot dogs. <laughs> Everyone started flipping out. We just got some veggie dogs. Yeah, in your face, other people who did not eat veggie dogs. Yeah. screw you guys. <laughs> um, I also liked Sunday when we were very delirious by the end of the weekend, <laughs> yeah. and uh, probably annoyed uh, the hell out of a lot of yeah. Folks in our lounge. At least a hundred people yeah. were annoyed. 
At least. I mean, you're not even counting the turnover. I'm no, I know. Yeah. Probably like yeah. I, 600 people were probably annoyed by us yeah. that day. <laughs> I had a lot of fun um, emceeing Me on too. the stage with, with Steph. And Mr. Pope also emceed. He was, yeah. he was wonderful at that, too. Um, I really liked when uh, my good friend Mike in the art department stopped by to draw pictures that I would suggest for him. Yeah. What um, did he draw for you? Well, he drew pictures for other people that I would give him ideas for. So he drew Teen Wolf playing mini golf. That was oh. one of my favorites. Um, there was another one that was a shark walking a snail. Aww. Walking a slug, I think. Oh, no, it was oh, a shark yeah. walking a turtle walking a snail. That's precious. Mike that one was really good. good sharks. Yeah. I got some awesome ice cream cone hand art by Fish McGill, one of the other artists at Harmonics. He stopped by the booth, too. That was cool. Um, that was that was also very cool. So, yeah, I would say that we're looking forward to uh, PAX Proper, or PAX Prime, I guess the kids are calling PAX, it these days. Yeah, PAX West, PAX Prime. Uh, you know, pre-registration open today. Holy guacamole. Which, by the time you guys out there in podcast land hear it... Will probably be, we'll be like, in the past. And it'll be close be in to the past. Out. Yeah, it'll probably be wow. like either one of two things. It'll either be three days from now it or will be three days a week from now. Days. Okay, so it'll be three days from now. I was gonna say if there's, or not. <laughs> <laughs> if there's stuff you loved about our booth, stuff you didn't care for so much, leave us comments in the comments section on the podcast article. Yes, comments. Give us comments. I like comments. Comments. I liked her. Commentary. <laughs> cool. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> the options are limitless, really. Cool. So we'll see you guys in Seattle in September. What's up, podcast land? This is HMX Thrasher, and we're coming to you from the floor at PAX East. I am here with some of our amazing RBN Creators Club members, and we're going to talk about the perks of playtesting. So, sir, who are you? Uh, my name is Ethical Paul. My real name is Paul, and I'm an independent uh, author and uh, sometime playtester, peer reviewer. Thanks. I'm uh, Kuniochi on the forums, but my real name is Izzy, and I'm from Rock Gamer Studios. I'm their project manager as well as an author. Uh, my name is Mick Larkins. I am a, uh, an author from Atlanta, and uh, my username is Mixtafa. My name's Coach Z. I'm a vocal playtester from Detroit. If you can sing We Need You on Rock Band Network. Nice. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is uh, Tommy. Uh, everybody probably knows me as Rock Band Aid, and I'm not doing a whole lot of authoring, but trying to playtest as much as I can, so... My name's Chris. I go by Sick Hands Online, and I'm an author with Rock Gamer Studios. I mostly focus on guitar and bass and venue authoring, and I have a lot of fun doing it. And Chris, wait, just for, for our reference, how many FCs are you up to right now since uh, you started with RBN? About <laughs> 270,000. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And our last gentleman. Hi, I'm Miguel Molinari. I'm the founder of Rock Gamer Studios. Uh, my username on rockband.com is Miguel. Um, sometimes I go under Rock Gamer too. If you know, if I forget to log off and sign in as Miguel. And we have a guest, a guest lurking in the background. Who are you, sir? Uh, I'm known as the Overnord. <laughs> <laughs> what is to you the number one perk of having access to playtest songs for Rock Band Network? 
Uh, I think probably the coolest thing about it is getting to see all of these songs that are going to be in the pipeline, that are coming out uh, months beforehand, they're actually available on the store, and being able to uh, offer feedback that goes to help those creators and possibly make them into better charts, uh, more fun songs to play. And it's really cool to be able to be part of that process. Um, have you guys gotten to interact, any of you, with like bands that you really like or respect? Have you gotten to know bands that you love? through the playtesting process? That's actually a, a big draw for me for the Rock Band Network. Uh, I've always, I'm a video game developer by day and uh, I'm really interested in music and so this was the chance for me to work with my heroes. And that's how I actually got into this. I wanted to work with the, all the music that I loved. And, uh, you know, and, and it's amazing to have them come over to my house and play their songs in my basement, you know, playtesting. And then, uh, you know, then that leads to other music that I've never even, you know, I wouldn't have been otherwise exposed to. So it's cool. great. Nice. Speaking of music you wouldn't have otherwise been exposed to, who are some of your favorite bands that you've discovered through Rock Band Network? Probably my favorite, my favorite song that I had never heard of before uh, was um, the hip-hop song that went into RBN, uh, Top Back by Alias Unknown. Uh, it's just something that you wouldn't really expect to work in a full band video game setting. But it ended up being a lot of fun, a lot of fun to play, a lot of fun to sing, and uh, it exposed me to this artist that I would have never have heard of otherwise. Thanks. I, I have like a stock answer, which is I love uh, Icarus <laughs> Song by Furley, and I always have since the day I got into the store. Nice. Yeah, I've actually discovered a song that was on the, by an artist that was on the RBN that called it, uh, I think it's In This Moment, who actually had a song as regular DLC, and I went back and, and picked that one up too because I love the... The, the band so much and I hope they have more so there's there's uh, one band out of San Diego that reached out to us and I've never heard of them before they're called Children of Nova they're a prog band from from San Diego um, and you know they, they sent us the masters we've never heard the song before and we were blown away it's like this seven minute long opus and nice. it, the, vocally it's all over the place the drums are really fun to play because because it's prog and I definitely see these guys going a lot of places and it's I'm, I'm hoping that's what RBN does for a lot of people is it takes them from being like you know these local quote-unquote unknown artists you know using RBN as a springboard to gain popularity across the world. Um, a lot of you guys are pretty hardcore rock band players what was um, I mean some of you started your own authoring houses some of you are journalists Tommy um, what was the the big appeal for you guys getting involved with Rock Band Network like when you first heard about it what sort of made you go oh my oh man I'm gonna get involved I think we're all secretly want to be on Harmonix Payroll. <laughs> I, mean, I think this is the closest we can possibly be. Well, one of the reasons why I make games is because all my whole life of playing games, I've always wondered how it works and you know what goes into it, all the work that goes into it. There, there's so much detail and production behind the scenes. And so this is your chance to really see how all the magic happens with creating a track. It's great because you can really find out if, for example, one of your favorite bands that may not be well known like I've got one of my favorite bands is, is it will soon be on the RBN. It's just cool that you can not have just the mainstream artists be in the RBN, but bands that you know and love and kind of grew up with, so to speak, that haven't yet made it and hopefully soon will make it. Has it changed the way you guys play the game at all? Are you much more aware of certain things? For me, it's the venue track. I yeah. never really <laughs> noticed the venue track before I started uh, uh, charting it. You know, th that, that means all the lighting and the animation and all that kind of stuff. Or uh, yeah, all the you know all that kind of thing and the camera cuts and you know post-process effects. Yeah, I just never really noticed it before. But when it's not interesting, you do notice it. It's the same with myself. I do a lot of venue work for Rock Gamer Studios, and 
um, you know, a lot of the DLC that came out, like Slipknot's Duality, I saw the venue, and I would never think about it. I said, wow, that is an amazing venue. That is great. How do I do that? I want to do that. Same thing with the Chemical Brothers song with the, uh, oh, yeah. with the, yeah. with the waving uh-huh. uh, mirror effect. And I was like, how do they do that? I want to do that. So this is stuff I probably wouldn't even think twice about if, it, if I weren't uh, actually doing venue work. Yeah. It changed the way I listened to normal music that I really mm-hmm. like because now I'm constantly <laughs> splitting out in my mind yeah. the, the four this, parts this and should saying, be a, this well, should be a black and white part. Yeah. <laughs> how would I? How would I? Is there enough bass there? What would happen with that? You know? How, ooh, how would I chart that? And I'm rolling through that as I hear normal songs. <laughs> do, you, do any of you guys have the? We always talk about a lot of us have the phenomenon that we can't listen to music now without seeing gems. Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> After spending eight hours a day in front of Reaper and placing notes here and there, uh, I'll, I'll go to bed. I'll close my eyes and I'll see green, red, yellow, blue, orange coming yeah. down the screen at me in my mind. I and it's naturally too. Is that yeah. an open hi hat? Is that a ride? I can't really tell. But That's a know, blue. But you know, like. Part of that's cool about like deconstructing the drum track now is like I never played drums before I started playing rock band and now I see I see the drum tracks in a whole different way and I'm definitely like I'm listening to the kick drum and listening to the like toms and the snare more than I used to. I think that's actually a really compelling way of like learning about music. Uh, anything else you guys want to add in terms of uh, people who you know encouraging words for those who want to get started with playtesting or peer reviewing? I. <laughs> Um, I would say there's something extremely rewarding about seeing a song that's, you know, in its first pass and it's not perfect and, and you test it on creators and you have the ability, like Chris said earlier, to give that feedback that eventually makes it into, you know, into a better version and ships down the road. Um, it, it makes you feel like you're part of the process, like you're helping the songs be better on Rock Band and it's, it's something that if you like Rock Band, it's something that everybody would enjoy. You know, and everyone's thrown around this term next-gen, especially in the gaming industry, and they have been for years, but, I mean, I think this is truly next-gen. The the fact that you can be authoring on your PC and playtest on your PC and stream it to your Xbox and play it, you know, play it on that, I mean, that's that's true next-gen gaming right there. Coach Z, you've been very quiet. Do you have anything else to add? (laughs) No, I think it's uh, it's just important that if you enjoy Rock Band at all, I think you can get in and, and make a difference in the playtesting. It's it really doesn't take as much as you think to, to get to know uh, a feel for how things should be charted for for the way that you want to see songs turn out. You can make a difference, and, yeah. our, and our community is great. Yeah, yeah, don't just be you know a passive player. Actually, get your voice out there and let yourself be heard. You can get your your favorite band, Rock Band. Very true. Awesome. Um, thank you guys so much. So for anyone who'd like to know more about the Rock Band Network, head over to creators.rockband.com. And if you've got questions for these guys, post them in the comments or leave us a voicemail at hmx.mailbox on Skype. Thanks so much. HMX Thrasher or Alley, and I am very pleased to be here at the Worcester Palladium with a very special gentleman. Sir, would you like to introduce yourself? No. no. Um, <laughs> I'm all from Evile, and I play lead guitar. Yeah, and Evile has one of the hardest songs in our game currently available as DLC. It's a nice little lullaby called Thrasher. It's, a, it's something you tuck your kids in, into bed at night with. You know, really mellow, laid back. 
You should download it for your mom and dad to play. Oh, I love it. This is your first North American tour, am I right? This is our first time here, yeah. We've yeah. just finished a month tour with Creator, and now we're starting with Overkill, so basically going around in circles twice. <laughs> but yeah, we love it. It's great here. Really cool. Awesome. I was watching your Paris video yesterday. Um, so what was the first thing you guys did when we when you got to the US? Um, we went to see the firehouse from Ghostbusters, you know, nice. the film, and then where John Lennon was shot, which is a bit morbid, but yeah, yeah just we're kind of film buffs, so we try and find all the locations in films and stuff. So. Nice. Have you seen any good movies while you've been on tour? No, we haven't had time. I went to see the um, the Alice in Wonderland thing just to see how it is. Clash of the Titans. Speaking of time, you're you've authored three eval tracks for Rock Band Network, and you guys didn't send them out. You did them all yourself. Uh, what what motivated you to just get in there and learn how to author and do that stuff yourself? Boredom. <laughs> yeah. um, I just really like Rock Band and playing it. So being a gamer, I can I know the language in a way. So it was just really fun to know all the guitar parts and write them the game. So I'm on the fourth song now, I'm doing the whole, al whole album, so nice. I just really enjoy it. So you're, do you're doing all of Infected Nation? Oh, that's amazing. You heard it here first. Um, yeah, so three of your tracks are in playtesting right now. What has the experience been like for you in terms of working with uh, other authors and, and playtesters on the Rock Band Network creator site? It's really cool. Everyone's, everyone helps each other and if someone does something wrong, everyone says, they don't say, oh, you're crap for doing this. They constructively say, you have to do this. And everyone helps everyone out. It's really cool. Yeah. I, I was quite dubious about doing it because I have no idea what I'm doing. But everyone really helped me to do it. So it's really cool. Thanks. Do you have um, do you have any advice for other bands who are maybe on the fence about doing it themselves? Any any words of encouragement to kind of get them to jump right in? Just, just have fun with it. Yeah. If you... If you're scared about doing it, you'll do it wrong, so do what you want. If it's wrong, just edit it. You can only learn from failing, I guess. Learn from mistakes, I guess. Thanks. So in terms of appearing in the game Rock Band, um, one of our forum members, Skode, actually had a really good question for you guys. They wanted to know, sort of, is there, is there a difference between like your longtime fans and the kids who have discovered you through the game? Do you, do you perceive those fans differently? Are the interactions with them different? Well, they enjoy Thrasher a lot more. Like, we play the set and they'll be like, stood there, and they'll be like, Thrasher, and woo, yeah! And then they'll just leave. So. But yeah, it's a bit different, but I think they, because of the style of music, Thrasher's the same as the other songs. So. They appreciate it as just as much, so yeah, it's all the same, really. Yeah. Thrasher is probably my favorite song in the game, um, and not just not just because I'm selfish and that's my nickname, uh, but I, I love doing it at live events and seeing people try to get into it and like their fingers just start bleeding and their hands fall off. I have no idea how they do it. I've seen some people <laughs> do it 100%, and I'm like, amazing. Which leads me to my next question. Have you guys gotten better at playing your own songs in the game? I've got slightly better. I can't do expert. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I wrote it on guitar, but I can't write it. I can't play it on rock band, so 
I've got better, especially with Rock Band Network, like learning little things. How to do it over and over and over yeah. again? But I'm still pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Do you um, what's what's sort of your opinion about rhythm games like Rock Band? If if you have one, um, do you think they're they're a plus for getting kids to pick up the guitar or a minus? I think it's great. Um, I think it's just like a footballer playing a football game. A guitarist will play a guitar game. I don't see any problem with it. Um, I know quite a few people who bought the game and then asked me, like, what guitar should I get? Do you play guitar? No, no, I just played rock band. I was like, oh, wow, get this. So it does get a lot of people into it, so it's really cool. Well, I won't take up any more of your time, but we love playing your songs in the game. I'm really, really excited that we get to that we get a whole lot more of it with Rock Band Network. So yeah, look for that in the coming months, you guys. And thank you so much. So what's up, Podcast Land? I am sitting here with Mr. Adam Cardoza, also known as HMX. AJBC, um, who is in the band DNA's Evolution, and we were talking a little bit about their song, The Heist. As a band, we've pretty much been uh, hiding in a studio for like eight years um, on Sunday nights, um, just to you know relieve stress and whatnot over the course of the week. And then RBN came around, and we were like, oh, we could we could let something loose. You know, for better or for worse, and so far it's been for for awesome. We've been banging on like a lot of the same songs for a long time. They've gone through a lot of iteration, and the heist in particular was the first one that we had where we were throwing like a big drum solo into it. There was like a really big guitar solo, and with RBN coming around, I was like, you know, there aren't enough long, awesome drum solos in Rock Band, we should remedy. And so let's talk about what the reception to the heist has been like so far. So far, so good. Have you been surprised at all? Oh, totally. Uh, we kind of expected that, you know, we would sell, I don't know, maybe to our close friends, family, uh, and maybe a few people that they told. So, like, 50? Mm-hmm. And we sold more than 50. You were, you were on launch day. You guys were in the top 10 for a while, which is pretty cool. Yeah, well, that's based on, um, if I recall correctly, that's based on ratings. So people, a lot of people were giving um, us fives. And I think we got a few fours, maybe a couple of low ones in there. Because unfortunately, we found on YouTube there was one guy who uh, bought the heist because his friend told him to, but he plays vocals. Oh, no. Yeah, I know, right? And, yeah. and the heist is... The heist is not, there's not a lot of vocals there. No, nope. and this is why the preview function exists, everybody. It is, it is. <laughs> if, if, if there was a big uh, red label that I could have put on that song and said, don't buy this if you're a vocalist, you know, okay, maybe I wouldn't have done that, but I should have. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about a little bit about, um, regardless of whether you're a harmonics employee or not, I mean, your, your band sort of has got quite a little a growing fan base now because of Rock Band Network, right? I, I really hope so. Um, mm -hmm. We did this thing, so we've been mailing stickers out left and right, and that's been actually really cool. People have been like uh, giving us responses back, things like, the heist is awesome, and free stickers. We love you forever. Yay. Okay, maybe that's not the case, but that's sort of 
what it's been like. Did you meet any fans at PAX? Uh, we did. Pope dragged me up on stage on Friday to play the heist, and it was both awesome because, you know, people were really getting into the song, and it was awful because I had to drum it <laughs> in rock band in front of people, and, and, and yeah. The drum part that you wrote. <laughs> yeah, 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 that thing. <laughs> that so, you, that you, I know, that have I play for real. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys have coming to RBN next? Uh, we, because I, I, th I think it's kind of come across real quick that, that we kind of record on the fly. Mm -hmm. um, so we are recording two tracks at the same time, a track called Unwound and another one called Bad Deeds, Good Friends. One is about going crazy and the other one is about driving down the road with a body in your truck. Nice. It's a, it's a love song then, essentially. Actually, it is. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Did you guys see a jump in your, in your Twitter followers with... Uh with RBN-related reviews and activity? We kind of, we have a presence on both Twitter and Facebook, and we've actually noticed, uh, like, a jump on, on both of them. What advice do you have for other bands who've got tracks coming to RBN who are looking to get the word out about, about their track? All right, I'll give you my anecdote on that. I was horribly sick uh, the day RBN launched, so I couldn't sleep, so I sat in a chair and plugged into my computer for about three days straight, just typing on rockband.com and the Twitter feed and the Facebook, just like, hey, the heist, hey, the heist, buy the heist, you mm -hmm. want the heist, hey, you bought the heist, that's great, thank you so much. So I had a lot of free time. Yeah, but I think the key point is that you're really good about interacting with the com community. You weren't popping up on different sites being like, my song's out. You were saying, thank you for buying. As, as I said before, we kind of expected only people we knew to buy the song, mm -hmm. so the fact that there was a, a lot more people who wanted to buy our track and did buy our track and then were saying, hey, I bought the heist, this song is awesome, it heartened me. <laughs> what was your favorite moment of PAX? It's a toss-up. Uh, one's on YouTube and one is not yet. The, the one that is on YouTube would be the Pope Painkiller Challenge, <laughs> um, which I, I really hope that we've established that as a you know a counterpoint to the Thrasher Challenge. I'm I'm trying to make it a counterpoint because I don't think my voice can handle five Thrasher challenges in a weekend. And, and then the, the the other one being the infamous dance epidemic from uh, from Friday night. Yeah, that that's going to show up at some point. So. I, actually, I thought it was really awesome because on Friday we you had the uh, the RBN happy hour mm -hmm. going too, and uh, you had Nord get up on stage and you know talk about RBN a little bit. So <laughs> that was that was great. Um, it it was also really neat to see people like at first they were getting up and they were picking songs that are known because I mean in in rock band network you know you've got your your Bang Camaro and your Flogging mm -hmm. Molly and your KMFDM and a lot of tracks that people know and love and want to get and they should. Mm -hmm. um, God knows I bought Jonathan Coulton on day one. Um, but it's also an opportunity for people to experience a lot of artists that they never have before. And it was really neat to see that, you know, after an hour, after they, you know, went through all the bands they knew, you know, you know, seeing people pick things that weren't necessarily as well known and, and playing them was, was really cool. So I will be looking forward to seeing what, what new stuff is coming out as well. Awesome. Yay. So that's painless, right? Oh, 
Uh, so next week we get a bunch of singles from including Serge Dickian with Empty Walls and Sky is Over. Also, The Used, Blood on My Hands, Born to Quit, and The Taste of Ink. And the track everyone has been waiting for is finally here next week. Oh my god, what is it? Smash Mouth's All Star. Yeah. I love Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. That's DLC. What I just said, Miles. I mean, yeah, Ali. I've always wondered how to pronounce that first gentleman's name. Smash Mouth. Yes, Smash Mouth. Oh. That's a gentleman. I, yeah. I believe. They're all gentlemen. Jeremy Mr. Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. I'm no expert. Of the California Smash Mouth. From the New Hampshire Ghostbusters. We were on their blog. Did you see that? No, I didn't realize the New Hampshire Ghostbusters. The New Hampshire Ghostbusters. I remember them. They came by. They came by our booth at PAX East for those who weren't at PAX East. Yeah, some guys dressed up like Ghostbusters. They were from New Hampshire, and they must go to New Hampshire. Yeah, they were the New Hampshire. They were the New Hampshire chapter Ghostbusters. Yep. Boston makes them feel good. <laughs> but only from Manchester North. <laughs> regional. Yeah, regional. Regional goes Regional busting. busting. Um, <laughs> so anyway, DLC. <laughs> so yeah, the, that first gentleman. I'm. I'm not 100. percent I believe his name is Serge Tankian. Uh, he's the lead singer of System of a Down. Ah yeah. So these are. Oh. Yeah, uh, sir, let's call Serge. Yeah, Steph does like men with beards. So it's true. It is true. Uh, so yeah. these these are these are singles of his. I think they're both off of Elect the Dead, which was his solo album. I know Empty Walls is like the the debut track from that album. Um, so those tracks were recorded with the Auckland Philharmonic Orchestra. I'm not making that up. Really? Is that New, Zealand? Zealand. New Zealand. Yes, yes. That's pretty amazing. He recorded an album with them, and it debuted at number one on the American Classic Chart. Wow. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. The American yeah. Classic cool. Chart? Yeah, you know, like classic Okay, so for all you people music. out there looking for classical music and rock bands... Oh. There you go, band. You, you may be familiar uh, with the, the classical track uh, from that same album that we already have in the game, Beethoven's C. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Beethoven's C, you next Tuesday. Uh, a fine, <laughs> yeah, a fine piece of classical music. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. That is a yeah. classic. So, Auckland. <laughs> Shout out to Auckland. 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 Z in the house. Auckland. Loving it. Um, and then, so the youth tracks, I'm actually kind of excited about. Um, we've got some of their newer stuff, like Blood on My Hands. Um, but I'm actually really excited about The Taste of Ink. That's from, I think, their first album ever. And that is one of my favorite songs slash music videos of all time. Oh, we're learning wow. about you. Yeah. Aww. Little window into alley there, guys. I know. Shut the window. <laughs> I'm going to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash, Stephanie Myers hates hates hugs. Uh, and and <laughs> everything else. And Kyle, apparently. We've tried to kill Kyle right before we turned the recorder on. Well, I've always wondered what sinuses full of orange dry would feel like, and now I know. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> so I guess we're all learning something. <laughs> it's... Yeah. Also, there's Smash Mouth. Yeah. Awesome. Do we have any interesting factoids about Smash uh, Mouth? Here's something yeah. interesting about Smash Mouth. 
Uh, <laughs> listeners may or may not know, when we go out on the road, we have different challenges that we offer fans. You can do the Thrasher challenge with, with Thrasher, which is the Thrasher song by Evile. You can do the Painkiller challenge with me, uh, Painkiller by Judas Priest. And now we're introducing a brand new challenge. <laughs> if you can FC Smash Mouth with HMX Henry... He will give you a hug in public. Yeah. yeah. Worst yeah. friends ever. I am, I am upping the ante. Oh. We're, we're ramping up the difficulty here from Thrasher to Painkiller <laughs> yeah. up to uh, Smash Mouth. Up to All Star by Smash Mouth there, yeah. So, I mean, that's only for the real diehards. Yeah. Like yeah. The, the toughest of the tough. They're known for their brutal drum beats. I, I think that's why they were chosen yeah. for uh, the Shrek soundtrack, actually. Yes. Yes. I mean, I yeah. And every other movie made during that time. Yeah. There's like a six-year period yeah. where it was at the end of every movie. I think that's they had a, real, a deal with all of the major <laughs> studios that every song for that year had to have that. Uh, every movie for the year had to have that song. Yeah, I yeah, agree. They were, they were totally yeah. in that year. Yeah, it was like six years. It was yeah. like the three years... It was, was, was an excellent contrast class. that they had. Was, there was a was lot the of years. That one album ruled the charts. All I, of the charts. I heard ruled that if a bee stings you, then the bee stinger stays in you and the bee dies. What? I think if, if it's a bumblebee, that's true. I don't, but what not if it's a yellow jacket. Is that true of wasps as well? <laughs> no, I think wasps <laughs> kill it. I got stung by a wasp I when I was in Costa Rica. It's a reference to this song if you sing it. It's stuck that, in you forever. I thought that you were... Oh. That's not true at all. I thought we were just all talking about things we heard. Like you heard that thing about the Smash Mouth song in the movie. You should have gone with Kyle. I'm not going to edit any of this this week. Just as an going. It's going up just like this. How are we feeling, guys? We good? Yeah. That's good. How can you not feel good about Smash Mouth? I'm gonna try and bring up some fun facts about this song. It's probably been in ten thousand. Yeah, we're not waiting for that. You're looking on your future phone. Well, okay. That's the DLC roundtable. Yeah. I wish I didn't have headphones on right now. Yay! Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to podcast episode 14. It is staggering to think that we are already 14 episodes deep. So keep sticking around, keep listening. Check out rockband.com for more info on all the awesome stuff that you guys heard about in this podcast. You can check out the zine for all sorts of interviews and articles and behind the scenes stuff and all sorts of crazy shenanigans. Um, And make sure to keep posted for future newsletters. You can also sign up for that on rockband.com. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you already knew about that. You guys are so smart. Go you! 